Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Having discussion. I be on it all night, man. I be on it all day. Straight up, pimp. If you want me, you can find me in the... What are you looking at me like that for? What are you talking about? We're supposed to make eye contact. It's the Midday Show with... Andy Barker and my son, my baby boy, Randy McMichael. When I crack open this mic... <laughs> That was the most media member thing that's ever been said. Starring Randy Montez McMichael as Randy and my firstborn son, Andrew Stephen Bunker as Andy. You can't say Randy without saying Andy. It's the Andy and Randy Midday Show. Boring answer. Just make sure you don't touch that dial, then we'll be cool. Touch it and use the fool. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Good morning. Welcome in. Sports Radio 92.9, the game, the midday show with Andy and Randy with you on a Tuesday. Tuesday morning. Thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate it as always. Good morning to you, Randy. How are you? What's happening, man? I'm all good here, Andy Bunker, on this Tuesday here in the A as it is seeming to warm up, but getting a little more it's trying. gloomier. It's trying, trying to, and all those other things as the uh, you know, try to stay up and watch as, as much Hawks you could this morning. But let's, luck, let's all be honest. But luckily, here. it comes on when I wake up in the yeah. morning on Bally. So yeah, so let's all take a truth serum it's, here and be honest about how much last night of that Hawks yeah. game we watched. I watched most of it this morning. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have the Me replay. Too. They have the replay on. Me too. You know? I watched the first quarter and then I was like, you know what? This thing records. Yep. I'm gonna go to bed, get a little sleep. Yep. Which was nice because that's right around the time Jack woke up and decided he needed a bottle, so that was good. That timed out good. Uh, and then yeah, got up this morning. Did you know the final score before you turned it on? No. Okay. Good. Smart. No. Smart. I did. No. So I knew uh. that it wasn't going to end well. So then I kind of was moving quickly more through it. Right. Because now if they had won the game and somebody had done something sort of spectacular, maybe you'd want to see every moment of that. Like, for instance, like what Joel Embiid did last night yes. for the Philadelphia 76ers where he scored 70 points. If I was a, a, a person who goes to bed early and a Philadelphia 76ers fan, I would have wanted, no matter what right. the outcome of that game was, I would have wanted to watch every second of that game to see him score 70 points. Um, if I was a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, I don't know that I would have watched the fourth quarter of that Dude. one had I known the outcome of, of that game where Carl Anthony Towns scores 62 and then goes so ice cold in the fourth quarter they had to bench him yes. because he was hurting the team. Yes. Um, and then the Hawks did kind of what the Hawks have done. I mean, no Trey, so it was going to be a tall task. Anyway, DeJounte balled out, so good. Yeah, That works out good for, for <laughs> up that, for up that, that conversation. Ante. Up in that ante. Uh, the Hawks lose a, a fairly non-competitive basketball game to the Sacramento Kings 122-107, to and that's that. You didn't have to stay up till midnight to watch it. Yeah. And so uh, we didn't. Yeah, I mean, you kind of knew what the results were probably going to be uh, on the West Coast and everything. And, and you know, not having Trey is a big deal. I know they won a couple games without him, but he is their best player. As great as DeJounte is playing, and he's playing great. Trey is still your best player. And so now, you know, just continuously just sit out and just wait and just hopefully they can stay afloat, stay in the play-in, hopefully, and find a way to maybe get some magic. And, and I, I mean – I don't know if they're going to add a, a impact player at the trade deadline. I just don't see that happen, even in a trade for DeJounte. You might have a good player, but like an impact player. That the rumors of that trade sound like you add no player. Yeah. The rumors of that trade yes. and, and what seems to be holding that trade up, if the Lakers and the Hawks really are looking to move DeJounte Murray, um, 
are for a third team to take yes. on D'Angelo Russell. Because I don't know. Because the Hawks don't want D'Angelo I'm, Russell. I don't understand why they would want D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. No, 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 so no. So really what you'd be getting in return for, for DeJounte, if you moved him, would be a 2029 first rounder. Yes. And a pick swap. Yes. Which is about half, a little less than half of what you gave up to get him mm-hmm. just a couple of years ago. Right. From San Antonio. Right. So that's not good. No, it's not. That's, that's not. not good. You fumbled the bag on it. We yeah, know that. you fumbled we, the bag on they, that. One. They fumbled the bag on 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 this experiment and everything like that because you know it, it's you know when you got Dejounte's is best with the ball in his hands. Yep. And so is Trey. Yep. And all this you know we're trying to Trey playing off the ball and everything. Why it don't work? You know. So I mean they got to figure out how to make this uh, make you know a rebuild like two rebuilds in one star player's career is kind of. Mm. Kind of doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of doesn't happen. Kind of doesn't happen. An yeah. all-star type player in no, Trey and no. everything like that. It doesn't really happen. The first much. rebuild is around the guy. Yes. The second rebuild, the guy asks to leave. Yes. And that's, that's, and that's, the, that's, what, and happens. that's what happens. And that's yeah. when you hear the more, the more and more rumors. And when it starts getting more with credible guys that you look at in, in NBA circles, you kind of look at it like, hmm, well, maybe. Because there's always the thing with it as as – the NBA is in today's today's NBA is is that you try it's it's kind of like re-recruiting your players in college. Kind of. You're trying to figure out a way to keep Trey Young here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, obviously they're going to sit down and and reassess everything, man, but I mean, this was a damn disaster for so long. It and it was it started when when we hear Landry Fields is 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 shadowing uh the GM and you're like, "Well, hmm. why? How come?" And then, thought they had a GM. Thought they liked and the, him. And then you have Landry. He's taking the the spot for, oh, the, he's for the, the GM. GM now. Oh, huh. Okay. All right. Uh, so what happened? Oh, now the other guy's gone. Uh, okay. Oh, he's now, exiled. And now the owner's son has a prominent role in the oh. front office. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> got it. What's next? You know? Um. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess if you ask that question, then the what's next since then has been. Not good basketball. Yeah. That's that's what's been next. Then what's next now? I I don't know. Like it, it's just such a bad situation yeah, where man. they, you know, the, the roster is poorly constructed. Some of the moves they made that were kind of, you know, flyer type moves haven't worked out the way that they hoped that they would. Um, so, I mean, some some of the moves that made sense that they had here before that were sort of depth bench type situation having to start now either having to start or they're not here anymore right. so so now you're you know you're in a situation like that last night where you're so banged up your starting lineup looks nothing like you intended it to and then your bench unit is you know decimated I mean, yes yeah, decimated so so that's hard anyway um yeah and then like you said we saw it was dave McMenamin this morning uh from espn who had the report that um it it might not just be Dejounte mm-hmm. that the lakers are interested in and the lakers it might be trey young that they're calling call, about and i would be I would be crazy to think that they would rather have Trey. Than of course, they would. Rather but I'm not have saying him. that's going to happen. Yeah, of course. We're not saying it's gonna I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I, I, I All I know that. is that that's that's what starts to occur. Yes, is it goes bad enough for long enough that it was like, oh, okay, I guess they're probably going to have to trade Dejounte. Maybe they'll because tra- before the season even started, it was like, all right, they're probably going to trade uh, Capella. Maybe. Maybe they'll trade bogey. I don't know. Like At some point, you're probably going to have to make a move to sort of retool this roster a little bit and make it make more sense. Right. But it's gotten beyond that now mm-hmm. where it's, okay. I would have never thought coming into this season after the extension from DeJounte that he would be on the trade market. No. I, not think I, I guess I, I probably wouldn't have either, although so much of the reaction to that contract was, wow, that's a really nice, yeah. that's a friendly deal. But I don't think he which took makes it. I don't, it. I don't think he took it to be like, okay, I'm going to take this to help y'all out if y'all want to trade me. No, no, no. He took it to say, I want to be here right. because of loyalty. Right. Like that was the, now that's got to hurt. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To say, I'm going to take this deal because of loyalty, because I want to be loyal to this team. Right. And then immediately they're like, perfect. That contract that you just took makes you more tradable. Right. Which is kind of the opposite of loyalty. Yeah. But there is, yeah. no loyalty there is no loyalty in professional in, sports. In, in, in there's and none whatsoever. People learn that the hard way pretty repeatedly. Um, I mean, if I'm him, at the, and you can see it, man. Yes. Like, DeJounte, is a, a, he's a pro. So he he's going to score 35 points last night. Yes. He's going to go out there and ball out. Yes. He's got two game winners in the last week. Like, he, he's going to play hard, and he's always going to leave it on the line. Yes. But you can also tell it's affecting him. Yeah. Like, he's just not the same dude when, when you talk to him. And yeah. you hear him getting and all that, and I don't blame him for that. No. If I'm him, I'm like, let's just speed this thing up, man. Get me out to L.A., the, I'll play, and, with, and, play with LeBron, and that's the closer thing. to home, when try to win a championship. In, that, in the situation where he's in, like, can we just hurry this thing yeah, up? Yeah, let's do this. Let's go and hurry this thing up. He's the new John like Collins now. Yeah, but you don't understand the fact that it's a business, and I don't understand why. I, I can understand why the Hawks don't want to bring in D'Angelo Russell because he's, he's not, in my opinion, He's 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 Dejounte, but not as good as Dejounte. He yeah. has the ball in his hands. Yep. He can't play off the ball, and he's way worse and he's on defense. Way worse on defense. Yeah. You know, he, I know he had a couple, and he's in the same kind of boat as Dejounte because he's scoring They're the ball. They're not like, sneaky. Like, yeah, he's scoring the LeBron's ball. LeBron's tweeting about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he's, hey, he's averaging wait, twenty-seven Rob, a game Rob, the last week and a half. Rob Blinken went to LeBron. Hey, LeBron, we need to get feed this, the feed we, the boy. We need to get this dude up out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, all right, we need to get nah, my body. You're not sneaky. Yeah, neither one of these teams is sneaky. We need to get. We know what they're doing. Yeah, you're trying. You're trying to. You're trying to gas up the the cost yeah. a little bit and see if you can't get something on the trade market. Yeah. Again, if, if the Hawks were to do that and at least have the foresight to say, you know what, we don't want him either. Mm-hmm. Get a third team involved. I guess we'll take the picks, whatever. <laughs> like, again, like that, it's here. wild to to this uh, this soon after all of it took to get him and all you had to give up. Because remember, it was against the draft picks you gave up to to get him. There was players that were here that you didn't keep because you couldn't afford them mm-hmm. to stay under the luxury tax and probably most important than anything, it caused the rift in the front office that ended up mm-hmm. changing the power of guys that, that run that team over there. So, yeah, like that was that was the DeJounte era if they end up moving him here in the next couple of weeks, which they probably will. It seems like they will. Yeah. It's, it seems like they will, and it's like I said, it's just all about trying to get that other party. And it's going to be a lot of play. We saw earlier today Terry Rozier was traded to Miami Heat. And Is there a- any bigger compliment in the NBA than the Heat trading for you? Uh, because that means they think you're good yeah. and tough. Yes, in which in which Rozier is. Yeah, he's a tough player. And tough it can help player. us win. Yeah, and then you know, and all they had to give up was the first and Kyle Lowry. <laughs> it's like, and Kyle, you know, they pretty much like, okay, I, we, we, this Kyle Lowry thing has run its course. Oh yeah, it's run its course. It's run its course a couple years it ago. It ran its course. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, you know, but if for some reason uh, Riles couldn't get him, couldn't move him or anything, but there's there's a trade right there. There's going to be other uh, trade. I don't see anything blockbuster though. Like, if you look for blockbuster, it'd be somebody going to like, Donovan Mitchell mean blockbuster? Yeah, but where would he go? That's my thing about it. Like, that was in the same tweet. Yeah. The Lakers. The Lakers, Donovan Mitchell. Like, I like Donovan a lot because he gets buckets. Yeah. He gets buckets. But is he a winning player? I think so. Okay. Championship winning player? If he's with LeBron and AD, okay. I think. Because then he, he has to do so much less. Less. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, And that's not to discredit the player, but, like, situation is so valuable. Right? Yeah, I agree. Like, he Donovan Mitchell as your third that's in a playoff good. series. Yeah, that's pretty they good. They're gonna get his own buckets. Yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, LeBron's tired. Go get a bucket. I yeah. mean, this dude scored seventy points a couple I mean, years the ago. The dude's a bucket getter. Yeah, I thought I just never thought that when he got traded to Cleveland, it was a fit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's I, a great. He's a great regular season fit, but you're gonna need him to do so much more in the playoffs that he can't do. He's just not a great defender, mm. you know, for Cleveland. And again, in L.A., where they can hide him, and you got two great players in LeBron and, and AD, you could probably get away with it a little bit. I think that would work. I don't know. I, 
Is is Trey no. like a better fit? No. You're absolutely correct. Because I think Trey fits great there too. Yeah. <laughs> like, not that I want him to leave. I would love Trey to stay. They got to get some things right in order for that to happen. And, and I don't know. And, and something right, quick, fast, and in a hurry. But nothing's going to happen this year. You know what I mean? Like, you trade DeJounte for some draft picks. What's that do to Man. a star player? Nothing. It doesn't Nothing. do anything. Might irritate them. Yeah, it's a tough it's a tough situation right now for the Hawks, unfortunately. We'll come back, we'll tell you what's trending here to kick off the show on a Tuesday. Sports Radio 92 on the game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's trending here to kick the show off on a Tuesday morning? This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com. Get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Uh, again, Hawks lose last night on the road. First game of the uh, the West Coast swing to the Kings, 122-107. No Trey Young. He didn't travel with the team dealing with the right. concussion. They got Golden State tomorrow night, again, on the road. Now, that's going to be a really unique situation because yeah, that's Golden State's first game back yes. from losing an assistant coach. Obviously, a, a really important member of that franchise, really emotional time for them and everything else they've been dealing right. with all season. Right. So interesting to see what that looks like tomorrow night uh, in, in Golden State against the Warriors. Um, but that, that'll be tomorrow. And, you know, unfortunately, the conversation around the Hawks now kind of shifts to who's going to be here, who yeah, ain't. Who's going to be here, who isn't? What do they do at the trade deadline? Uh, the conversation around the Falcons has been and will continue to be, what are they going to do with their, their head coaching position uh, until we know? And we know that they're going to, or at least they're hoping to conduct a number of second interviews throughout this week. One of the guys they were going to give a second interview to got hired by the Titans right. yesterday. Mm-hmm. So um, Callahan, who was uh, the, the OC in Cincinnati, was the guy they were interested in. He's not going to have a second interview because – he aced his interview in Tennessee, and he's going to he's gonna get hired there. I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing doesn't happen with Slowick tonight in, um, in Washington. Mm-hmm. He's got his second interview with those guys. Apparently, he blew them away with his first interview. Sounds like the Falcons loved his first interview right, as well. Right. The GM they just hired in Washington had been in San Francisco. Correct. Slowick had been in San Francisco, Correct. so there's a, there's a, Correct. a relationship there. And Slowick had worked on the commanders, I guess it was the Redskins at the time, staff. Ten years yes. ago as well, so he's got a relationship yes. with the, the franchise. Wouldn't be surprised that that happens today too. Okay. Um, so some of these guys are going to start getting snapped up. Yes, yeah. I mean, uh, familiarity is everything. When you look at you know the head coach, GM, all those different things, where they know each other from. You're absolutely correct with with the timeline. Slow it. He was in San Francisco with uh, Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. and all of them were in Washington together and everything like that. So yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense. He's a a, a guy who has impressed in, his, in, his, in all of his things. We've seen the work that he's done with C.J. Stroud. And that's the exact situation the, Washington is going to be, be in next year. Exactly. They're going to have a rookie quarterback. Yes. They draft early, yes. and they're going to expect him to develop him. Exactly. And, I mean, the, 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 the standard is going to be a little bit ridiculous because they're going to say, well, you did that with C.J. Exactly. Come on. Yeah. Let's do that here. Yeah. Pump the brakes. Yeah, I mean, we might not be able to do that. And so now you're in a situation where, like I said, the candidates, I don't want to say, because there's still a lot of good candidates, yeah, a lot of that, candidates. that are still out there. And the Falcons have a lot of second um, – uh, second in-person interviews with a lot of these guys that are high on other people's lists also. It's just all about trying to make that right fit. And, you know, I mean, we saw – you talked about Zach Klein's tweet earlier 
you know, basically talking about the sources that he's hearing from around the league. It's basically coming down to is it can, can Arthur live without Rich McKay? And I don't, it's, I don't look at it as live without it because he is his right-hand man and all those different things. But can he concede all the power to Bill Belichick? Because Bill Belichick ain't answering to nobody. Yeah, let me, uh, let, me, let me take a step back and read the Zach Klein tweet for people that don't know. Um, Zach Klein, WSB, been in the market for a long time, um, been on top of a lot of the Falcons news over the last handful of years with NFL sources and all that kind of stuff. So um, th- this is what he's hearing from sources around the NFL, that the most important factor in deciding the next head coach here in Atlanta is Rich McKay. He's Arthur Blank's most trusted friend, been by his side since 02. Um, If Blank can get past the idea of not having Rich around and constantly update him on the inner workings of the league and the team, Bill Belichick will be hired. If Blank feels he needs McKay, Mm -hmm. who's been in his ear since 03, Blank will hire someone else. Yeah. So ultimately, it sounds like it comes down to how – willing Arthur Blank is to allow someone else to have more power on the football side yes. of things. Because I don't I'm with you. Like I don't think Rich McKay, if this happens, goes away. No, like, no, I don't no. think like no. Rich McKay is is not no. still the no. CEO of the business side of things right. and all of that. Like I don't I don't know. Maybe. I really I have no idea what that would mean. Yeah. Um but it sounds like it's coming down to and maybe it's Belichick too. He's like, I don't want to answer. I want to answer to the owner. I'm yeah. like, who's this guy? Who's, no and, offense. And, I know no who offense, he is, but, but like, yeah. I, that, I'm and, answering to you. And that's that one thing where it's it's you, you look at it from a dynamic of is okay is Rich McKay the the, the the bridge or the 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 block the blockade between Bill Belichick. I mean, obviously, I think that it could be that if this report is true, which I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Zach, Zach has Zach's really credible in everything that. Yeah, that he's, he, not, he's not yeah, throwing this out yeah, there yeah. because he, he dreamt he, about he's it. He's credible in yeah. everything that he reports. So now you look at it as okay, can because if if it comes down to can Rich McKay and Bill Belichick work together, Bill Belichick can have a job. He will. Now this is about the situation where is Rich McKay's. I don't want to say ego. Is does he look at it from a standpoint? Is that I, I need to be a part of all the football workings as far as the team and everything like that. I need to be a part of it. It's hard to give up anything that you've gotten. Yes. Right. Yes. Like it's it's it, whether well, you whether it would truly be a demotion I, or anything like that when you have X, whatever it is, like you've worked really hard to get X. Yes. And then your boss essentially says to you, "We're going to keep you. We love you. We want you to do this." But that X is going to be slightly less than it once was. Mm-hmm. Even if they tell you it's not a demotion, yes. it still feels like one. Yeah, it does, and that's why I said I think the feel longer like I, have I, a little, I, I think the longer this, I think the longer like I can relate. To I that think situation. the longer this goes, I think the longer this goes, the less likely he's going to be the coach. I just saw they split Belichick. Yes, they okay. put in. Uh, they just put in uh, requests in person with both of the uh, Lions coordinators, which we saw that would be, and that's next week. Mm-hmm. So obviously, this right. this does not unless you know. And usually you don't see them, the coordinators, anybody taking a job if they're in the Super Bowl before that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can hear rumors and all those everything, but you don't ever see them taking the job. So, I mean, if the Lions lose this weekend, then that, that's fair game. They can go ahead and sign this, this, these coordinators to that head coaching job if the Lions lose this weekend. But if they don't lose and they go to the Super Bowl, then you got to wait to have the Super Bowl to hire them. And so, um, but I think that, you know, the longer this goes out, I just think that the less this is about Bill. And I just don't. Bill comes in, it's so much different because you're having to give him all this control. 
You have a because he's done it. You know, that's all he's known. It's all he's done. I know he said in the, in the end of his presser, in the presser with the Patriots, that he's willing to work and everything as long, you know, willing yeah. to work and, and necessarily give up some of the power. He never said give up the power. He said work with others, basically, is what he was saying. Yeah. He said the right thing you yeah. say publicly. Yeah. And then you say what you really mean in the interview. Yeah. Um, here's the final part of the final Zach Klein tweet as he did like a, a thread sort of detailing yeah. this situation. The, the the final one was that Arthur Blank is in win-now mode and believes Belichick gives the Falcons the greatest chance to do that at this moment. But according to numerous NFL sources, no one can see a world with Blank, Belichick, and McKay all working in the same building. Right. So what building is that? The Flowery Branch building? Because that's not where all this stuff happens. Yes. The, the business sort of takes place... The business of the Falcons, that's the football building. Yes. Right? Yes. Maybe he doesn't have a spot in the football building anymore if Belichick is there. But he. But the thing about it is, did he have one? But you remember when they brought Dan back and, and Arthur Blake came out and said, Dan and, Tom, and Thomas will report to Reese McKay. Did he ever say that before then? Before Be- before then? He, before he came out and you remember, you remember I don't know I don't think I'm he, not he, sure. he he never ever came out and said that they would answer to Rich McKay but he did say it then but did, remember he said it then and Arthur Smith did and then too. remember after everything was going bad again yeah. he had to come out again and yeah. say that that these two Terry Font no and Arthur Smith have to answer to Rich McKay yeah no, not necessarily yeah that's who they report to. yeah that's who they report yeah. to yeah now he only does he only say this when things are going bad and he's just don't you know what I don't even care were they were they, were they going straight to the owner before this and then when everything got bad he's like man I don't even want to hit his I crap no more I don't think so yeah. I just think we hear about it when it's bad okay. I don't think that we don't because here no okay. one cares when it's good yeah that's when what the Falcons are going to the saying. Super Bowl no one cares yeah, if Dan Quinn's reporting to and that's the thing about it is, is like Bill's not reporting to him but can Bill work with him because you remember. The last time we saw something similar to this, was this in, tweet says no, was in Philadelphia. And you remember when mm-hmm. when Chip Kelly came in, and you remember there, uh, Lori, the owner, and everything. He yeah. gave him complete control. Chip Howard Roseman off into another side of the building. You know what I mean? To let Chip run the show, it fell completely. And for some reason, uh, Roseman he, he decided to come back and be the GM. You yeah, know what I mean? With a little bit more with power. With a little bit more power because yeah. he like. And a little bit more say-so. Yeah, you see what I see? Yeah, okay. Exactly. Hey, you want a chip? You want a chip. There you go. Yeah, go you for got it. Go oh, for it. Oh, you want me to save you? Yeah. Okay, I will. Yeah. And then he has, by the way. Roseman's done a great He's job. He's done an outstanding job. General managing that team the last handful of years. And so that's going to be the, that, that, that. that is going to be the issue. I think as long the longer it goes, the less Bill Belichick will be the head coach here. Yeah. Because I just, the other thing I, is, I just it hasn't gone that long. It hasn't gone that long, but I just don't. because It well, feels like it has, it, but it has It's going to be a lot. You're going to have to give up. First of all. Monitor, you got to give up some bread. Sure. You got to give up bread to get Bill Belichick in. Yeah. We know well, I that. I mean, I feel like that part of it isn't hard. Okay. But then that's the thing about Easy it. for me to say, but he's got but, billions of dollars. Because the one thing we know is that what we've seen from Bill Belichick, he's always had total say in the Patriots organization and all those different things. We know this. I don't see him compromising that to come be the Atlanta Falcons head coach. I don't either, and I never did. Now, I didn't know that this would be such a hang-up. Now, we talked about this I think this, this is a hang-up. This has always been a hang-up. Okay, so then put it like this. Say that's true, and it comes down to you can have Belichick, but you don't get McKay. Or you can get someone else, but McKay remains in the position that he's in right now. Mm-hmm. What's a better spot? Are you asking me? Yeah. If I if you want Bill if you Belichick, want Bill Belichick that, bad, that bad, then, then you, you gotta, do it. Then you do it. Sorry, but that's the thing about it, it is like, but I don't think Rich is going to be fired. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think he's going to be. Yeah. You, you got to leave the Falcons. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be okay. You go back to the role that we all thought that you had as far as just the business aspect of the Falcons and all those different things. It's a tough spot. Bill Bill runs football. It's a tough spot for Falcons fans who are in the camp, and I think a lot of people are here that don't want Belichick to be the coach of the Falcons, right. but also. 
want something to change as far as what Rich McKay's role is on the football side of things. So it's like now you got to pick between these two things you don't want. All right. Because I know everybody's blaming everybody's blaming Rich McKay. I guess you don't have to pick. because Rich McKay's been a part of but all. You have to decide which R- one you Rich like. Rich McKay seems like he's been in you know blah blah blah. Because I this is Arthur Blank's hire, right? With Rich McKay's suggestion, sure. But he's the constant that can but be moved. exactly. Blank can't go anywhere. He, he owns the team. Owner. He owns the team. Yeah, like you can't. Rich McKay's the guy that is the the one constant that Falcons fans look at and say, well, we keep doing this thing over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and that guy remains there, mm-hmm. and we continue to get the same results that we've gotten. Maybe he's the – now, I, I don't think he's the reason why that stuff's happening. I think he's probably doing a pretty good job in what his role is, but that's how he's viewed because he's the only guy that doesn't get fired ever. Yeah, he doesn't get fired, and he – and he, again, he's, 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 Arthur, he's Arthur Blank's best friend. He's his confidant. He's all these different things. Can Arthur Blank – because the thing about it, Rich ain't going nowhere. That's the thing about it. Like, he can still confide in him and all those different things, but it'll be a, a – You can a, confide in me because I can't do anything about it. I can't it. do anything about it. You know what I mean? Because you <laughs> yeah. gave this guy the power. Yeah. So it ain't going to be no Bill, uh, how, how's everything going? Can you talk to Rich? It feels like a soap opera, doesn't it? Does. It? it does. Like, what is like, as the world I just, turns I just, I just don't think it's going like to happen. That. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is wild. Interesting stuff from Zach Klein. Great reporting from him. We'll come back. Mike Conti will join us. We'll talk a bit about what happened last night with the Hawks out there on the West Coast. Atlanta United right around the corner as well. They got the, they're headed out to Birmingham in just a couple of days as well. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Midday show with Andy and Randy with you here. Tuesday morning, 20 minutes from right now, we'll get back into an NFL no huddle uh, where a handful of jobs have been filled. The general manager job was filled yesterday. A head coaching job sounds like is uh, is being filled in the NFL as well and uh, kind of update you on where things stand with the Falcons and their search. Uh, before we do that, Mike Conti steps in and joins us on Tuesdays at this time every week. Mike, good morning. How are you? Good. Good to see you guys. Good to see you as well. Um, crazy night last night in the NBA. How about that? Number of yeah. uh, num- number of players with the outrageous performances, uh, and the Hawks also played the the Kings one twenty two one oh seven. Not great. Sucks. Trey didn't play. Sucks yeah. that Trey didn't make the trip. Don't really know when he's going to be able to go again. It's kind of like a big picture sum it up question. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the word you would use to describe this point of the Hawks season? Disappointing. Yeah, massively disappointing. I mean, they're. What six games under seven games under five hundred right now? Somewhere there. Seven, yeah. Uh, seven games under, and you're just past halfway. Massively disappointing. Uh, and yeah, I, I get it. They're tenth. They're above the play-in line, but this wasn't supposed to happen. I mean, you were supposed right. to bring in Quinn Snyder and be a top six team, and you know everyone who said coaching was the problem, Quinn was going to come in and fix it. By the way, it's not an indictment on Quinn at all. I think now it's becoming very clear that coaching wasn't necessarily the biggest problem with this team. And, and I've said it the last two years, it's roster construction. Yep. And it's you, not the superstar player. You never heard it, the coach blamed for the play of the team on this show. I will say no, that. No, that's, that's absolutely that. true. I think Nate we, McMillan was never blamed on this no, show. No, I, I think we've had really honest conversations on this show over the last couple of years. Um, and look, I mean – Again, I want to be really clear. I'm not indicting Quinn Snyder. I think Quinn Snyder is an excellent coach. I thought Nate McMillan was a very underrated coach. Uh, Nate McMillan did magic tricks to get 
that group to the Eastern Conference Finals in, in 2021. So uh, this is not an indictment on Quinn. I think he's a very good coach. But as I have been saying repeatedly, the Hawks did not do anything in the last two off-seasons to make themselves deeper. Mm -hmm. In fact, they did quite the opposite. They made themselves less deep in the last two off-seasons, and and unfortunately I think they're paying the price for it right now. I do too. Okay. Enough Hawks. United is coming (laughs) up. United is coming up, and obviously they got to go to Birmingham. And I was was just thinking about this. What's going to be different as far as style, in your opinion? I know we haven't seen them play or anything like that, but if you get off the top of your head, what will be different, do you think, with this style? The new players they've added, the ones that have left, do you think there will be something different about this team this year? No, I don't. I don't think there will be anything different stylistically. I think they're bringing in players that will fit the style that Gonzalo Pineda has wanted this team to play in and I think executed it to an extent in the last 10 to 15 weeks of last season. Saturday at Birmingham and next Sunday when they play Memphis in Athens, I don't think you're going to learn anything. I don't even know. Like, honestly, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. We're going to do the game on Saturday. I have no idea who's playing for either team. Okay. This is going to be a train wreck of a broadcast. <laughs> like I am no, I like usually one week out. I like to know who's playing. right. Right. I have a. I like. I know who's on the Atlanta United roster. Right. But I don't know how long they're going to play. I mean, if it's like the Chattanooga match last year, which was their first preseason match. Um, the first teamers who are with the team right now might play a half, and then you're going to see, uh, you know, probably some second teamers, academy kids, and and such. Birmingham, they haven't even updated their roster since the start of last year, so like I have, I have no clue. <laughs> they don't even I, have a website. They do have a website. Oh, okay, they do have a website. What well, the reason why I'm saying this is just you know, if anything should happen, positively or negatively, in these early weeks of the preseason. Take it with an enormous grain of salt. But I think the general consensus, Randy, around the league and uh, the consensus of those who cover the league and cover Atlanta United is that they've had a very good transfer window up to this point, bringing in uh, Schlich from Poland, who will be a really good defensive midfielder, bringing in uh, Gregerson from Norway, who will go in and probably step in for Miles Robinson, bringing in a veteran like Dax McCarty, who might not play a ton but will be a good presence yeah. to have in that dressing room. And by keeping, to this point, Tiago Almada, uh, <laughs> enormous, enormous plus for Atlanta United. Is Brad Guzan competing for his job this year? Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, and I didn't mean to leave out Josh Cohen, yeah. uh, but that's a big signing too. I mean, Cohen, three-time player of the year in, in his league in Israel. He's played in, in UEFA Champions League. In fact, it, I think he even clean-sheeted Juventus or, or a really major club in, in group play in, in uh, Champions League. So he's got a great pedigree. He will, he'll be here to take Brad's job, okay. and it'll be up to Brad's job to keep – or for up to Brad to keep it. Um, we might get a little bit of a hint on Saturday as to how that competition is going. But, again, you're only – I think a week into training camp right now. So I, I think they're going to give Brad every opportunity to, to hold on to his job. I think they're going to give Josh every opportunity to win that job. I think it was, it was fun to see the guys they brought in at the end of the year last year and sort of inject some life into the lineup. Yep. Really good players. Like really fun to watch those guys play. 
of of the new players that we're going to see uh, this season that they brought in this offseason, who's the guy that you're most excited about or Jason's most excited about or Atlanta United fans that are really following this stuff closely or super fired up to watch get on the field? Well, I think the one that'll probably have the biggest impact right away will be Schleich because I my guess is he probably goes into the spot vacated by Mateus Hosatu, who they did not bring back in the offseason. And then you evaluate how's his chemistry with Mayumba because I, that was a real, I, I think, unexpected plus when yeah. they brought in Mayumba. Yeah. He got a level out of Hosatu that we had not really seen, and, and that really shored things up in an area of tremendous need for Atlanta United in the final third of the season. Gregerson will be very important because he's going to probably start right away, but that's like saying, yeah, I'm really excited to see that new left guard. For the Falcons, <laughs> you, you know, like right, right. center back's not necessarily hey man, the most glamorous that dude that position. Left guard last year was pretty good, right? You know, and it, and it's vital. Yeah, it's vital. But uh, you know, he's not going to score touchdowns, right? You know, so Gregerson's not coming in here to score goals. He's coming in here to prevent the opposition from scoring goals. But uh, I'm I'm really zeroed in on those two. I'm very excited to see those two. But you know, does Saba Lobjanitsa take another step? Uh, does Shande Silva take another step forward? Um, I think Shande's probably going to have a good opportunity to play a lot in the preseason. Um, is there another gear in Yorgos Yakamakis? You know, something he talked about last week. He came right over here from uh, Scotland with basically no break. So now finally he's gotten a little bit of an offseason. I mean, MLS offseason is ridiculous. It's only six weeks. <laughs> but at least he, he's had a couple weeks to – to rest and recover and, and put himself in a better spot physically coming into this year. Is Rich McKay the, the, the block between between Bill Belichick being the head coach or not, in your opinion? I don't have enough that I have independently confirmed to say yes. Okay, uh, There's certainly a lot of reporting out there from a lot of different people who are very credible and people I trust right. that would indicate that. Right, I have not independently confirmed that. Um, here's what we do know. The Falcons are talking to a ton of people. Do you think that's uh, a smokescreen? Um, I, I do. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I think he asked it because I do. I don't know how they would necessarily benefit from the smokescreen. I mean, if Belichick's their guy, what leverage do they get by talking to more people? I don't think they, it's a, uh, to me, it's not about leverage. It's just about perception. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I... I think now, granted, I'm applying my thought to the entire fan base and listenership of this radio station. Maybe that's not fair. I've warmed up to Bill Belichick. I think maybe a lot of people out there have done the same, but may, I could be wrong. I, I could be totally wrong. Uh, maybe there's there's a larger subset of this fan base that's really in on Harbaugh or yeah. Rabel yeah. or or someone else. I, I don't know. I, as I told you guys last week, I tend to think. We have overthought the Belichick situation a little bit. And I'll just I'll say it again. I'm a lot more excited about the prospect of Bill Belichick coming in here than a second run with Raheem Morris. Right. You know, and Raheem Morris is someone who I believe is even in town today mm -hmm. to do an in-person interview. So that's where I'm at right now. They're talking to a ton of people. Um, but the reporting is certainly out there, and it's from credible sources. So mm -hmm. I, I don't want to demean that. It's just not something that I – have heard independently with my sources and who I have been talking to. Right. So, yeah, I think that's the best I can do. Now, I, and again, just sort of gauging the temperature of the people that we talk to, uh, the 11, the 11 to two audience, 
I don't think has warmed all that no. much to, yeah. to, to Belichick. Um, that's cool. It's fine. It's fine. That's totally fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's been my my thought on this whole thing. Is like you're a fan of this team, which means you've been through some garbage. Yeah. Um, you're allowed to feel however you want. And, sure. and yeah. want whoever you want as the head coach for whatever reason you want. Like, yeah. there's, there's nothing wrong with any of that. Because the bottom line is the eight head coaching vacancies that are filled over this course of two to three weeks or whatever, two of them are going to be good. Six of them aren't. <laughs> and that's these teams are going to be yeah. right back in the market. I mean, that's, that's just what it is. That's the general rule of thumb. That's what it is. Yes, yeah. it is. It's, it's like quarterbacks. It's quarterback. like quarterbacks. General rule of thumb. These three quarterbacks that are going to get drafted in the top five, one of them's probably going to be good, and the other two probably aren't. And honestly, I think it's more important that the Falcons nail it with their quarterback yep. oh, than absolutely. with their head coach. Yep. 100%. You know, yep. That's 100%. Yep. That's, yep. that's yep. the one where I'm going to lose sleep at night. Yep. 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 Did no, they I get the quarterback right? You can recover. If you pick the wrong head coach, you can still get by in certain ways. Yeah. You have the wrong quarterback, yep. you're stuck. Yeah, no, we're, uh, we're on the verge of, of quarterback purgatory. Like, yep. the post-Matt Ryan sort of haven't gotten it right yet. So, so two years now, mm-hmm. but – you know, you draft the wrong guy or make the wrong trade or whatever, and then we're in a situation where it's like you never appreciate what you have till it's over. And I feel like there's some definitely some revisionist history being thought about when it came to the Ryan era. Anyway, Mike, thank appreciate you. Appreciate it, Mike. You we appreciate it. We'll come back. We'll get to an NFL no huddle to kick off the noon hour. Thanks for being with us. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.